What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. So this week's episode was released a little bit late. And as you can probably hear, I'm a little under the weather because I was diagnosed with COVID. So I guess it only took about two and a half years, but I finally got it. And so I've been struggling a little bit these last couple days with energy, but I still wanted to push myself a little bit to get an episode out to you guys this week. And what better topic to segue into self-care? Because I'm someone who really struggles with making time for self-care, even though it's something that I preach to all of my clients. It's something that I know is important. And I'm so busy 99% of the time that I don't give myself the opportunities for self-care like I know I need to. And it's something that I'm actively working on making those changes for. So I thought this was going to be a great way to really just talk about self-care, why is it important, and ways that you can implement this into your routine and into your life. Now, engaging in a self-care routine has been clinically proven to reduce or eliminate anxiety and depression, reduce stress, improve concentration, minimize frustration and anger, increase happiness, improve energy, and the list goes on and on. I can keep going with what the benefits are of self-care and having a good self-care routine. Now, from a physical health perspective, self-care has been clinically proven to reduce heart disease, stroke, cancer, and spiritually, it can help keep us in tune with our higher power as we realize our meaning in life and purpose and as we move forward with our own spiritual journey. So there's just so many benefits to having self-care. It's a win-win situation, regardless of how you look at it from a spiritual perspective, from a physical perspective, from a mental health perspective. It definitely has its place in our life in all of these areas. So let's just talk about what are some of the ways that you can implement self-care into your life. So one thing that I always recommend, and it's something that I do, is I kind of look around my house. What areas of my home do I need to organize? Because your home is a reflection of your energy. So if your home is completely unorganized, messy, that's going to reflect your energy. And excuse me, when if you hear my voice go in and out, it's because I have COVID. So I'm doing the best that I can within this podcast episode. So it's a little different from the norm. So bear with me here. But when I look around my house, usually if my house is unorganized, it's because my energy is unorganized. So I always recommend to my clients, get organized, even if you have to start one room at a time to start with your living room, your bedroom, then moving on to your kitchen. Really try to spend some time in different rooms to try to get organized and clean your space. Even decorating, decorating and having that as a reflection of your energy will improve your mood. It improves the way that you feel when you're in that room. So I always recommend to get organized and clean your space. And that actually is a part of your self-care because when you find that your space reflects your energy, you will find that you feel better throughout the day and when you're home. Another thing that I always recommend and something that I'm actively working on is your sleep routine. We know and the data shows from various studies that sleep or a lack of sleep is linked to chronic diseases. 
It's linked to cancers. It's linked to aging. There's so much that is dependent on the type of sleep that you get. And I think that as technology has improved, as technology has gotten more advanced, our sleep has gotten worse. We live in a society of social media. We live in a society of notifications. We live in a society of distractions. So when we have these constant distractions, it can be much more difficult to have a really good solid sleep routine. So I would encourage all of you to really evaluate what your sleep routine is like. There's actually a lot of data and studies that show that your sleep routine in the morning is much more important than your sleep routine at night. Although both is important, the data shows that your morning routine is the most important. So if you're waking up and the first thing that you're doing is checking your phone, you're really setting the day for how everything is going to unfold in terms of your stress levels. So if the first thing that you're doing is checking your phone, checking your emails, you're adding these little micro stressors. When you're checking social media, seeing negative comments, well, there's another micro stressor. You're checking an email, oh shit, I have to do this and this. There's another micro stressor. So if that's the most immediate thing that you're doing as you wake up, you are setting the tone for your entire day. And another thing with sleep that is often recommended is getting sunlight as soon as you wake up or at least within the first 30 minutes. When you think back to our primal days before we had technology, before we were super advanced as humans, we were used to waking up with the sunlight in the Serengeti or wherever we were, waking up to light naturally. We didn't have alarm clocks. We didn't have notifications. And when the sun went down, whether we were around a campfire or wherever we were, we started winding down. That is our natural tone. That's our natural rhythm. As we've gotten more advanced as a civilization, now we have technology. Now we have lights. We have all of these things that were introduced in the last 100 to 150 years that our brains are not used to. Our brains have not been able to catch up. So although it can be really tempting to watch that Netflix show or to stay up a little bit later, I urge you to try to get a really good solid bedtime routine because I know for me, I don't get settled in until really late and I want downtime. I want to be able to watch a show. I want to be able to disengage and unwind, but then I end up staying up late. I get less sleep and then I am very groggy the next day and I don't have a good solid routine. So what I've been trying to do lately is to get done with everything by 6 p.m. That means no caffeine. I'm trying to work out early in the mornings instead of the evenings now, trying to get sunlight as soon as I wake up because when you expose yourself to sunlight, you are resetting that circadian rhythm. That's that trigger to your brain that says, okay, it's time to wake up. When you start to wind down for the evening, make sure that you are turning down the lights, that you're not exposing yourself to any type of bright lights because again, that's that engagement in your brain that's saying, okay, it's time to go to bed. And that's when your brain will start releasing melatonin and winding yourself down. So getting a really solid sleep routine, it's going to help you feel better. It's going to give you more energy throughout the day and overall improve your self-care. 
Side note, did you guys know that I'm not only a therapist, but I'm also a professional tarot reader? It's not exactly me hovering over a crystal ball telling your future. It's a tool to connect with your guides and your higher self to help you in certain areas of your life. Tarot genuinely changed my life and it can potentially change yours too. Click on the link in this podcast for more info. Okay, back to the podcast. Now, another way that you can implement a good, solid self-care routine is making time for grounding in nature. I can't stress this part enough, especially if you're an empath or someone who's sensitive to energy or you are in the field of helping others in some way. It's so important that you find time to spend time in nature to ground your energy. As humans, we naturally have a vibration, a frequency. This is a scientific fact. It's measurable. We know this to be true. Everything around us, plants, nature, the way that you're hearing this podcast right now has a vibration and a frequency. When you ground your energy and you spend time in nature, you are getting on the same frequency as the earth. And so that is a great way for empaths to recharge because oftentimes we absorb a lot of shit that doesn't belong to us, other people's energy, other people's low vibrations. And so when we're in the field of helping others, especially for those of you that are maybe nurses or doctors or therapists, social workers or whatever it is that you do, it's extremely important that you find time to reground. And you'll find that after you spend time in nature, you feel a lot more centered. You'll feel a lot more in control, a lot more calm. And so if you notice these things and you notice a trend of when you spend time in nature that you feel better, you need to make this part of your self-care routine. If you can get out every day, at least once a day for five to 10 minutes, even if it's in your backyard, take your shoes off, walk around, do whatever you need to do. Perfect. Whether it's going to a park, going kayaking or whatever it is that you do, try to find some time to spend in nature. There's actually a lot of clinical data that shows that grounding has a lot of physical benefits, such as cardiovascular health, autoimmune. I mean, the list goes on and on. So there's actual clinical data that supports this as well, not just from a spiritual standpoint, but also from a clinical and physiological standpoint. Also, there are grounding mats that you can get. So if you work in an office, you can go on Amazon, buy a grounding mat, and that helps give some of the frequencies for the grounding and helps with inflammation. And you can buy those on Amazon or anywhere. Walmart, I think, sells them too. So that's also an alternative as well. Okay, so another way you can implement self-care into your daily life is do things that you enjoy. I feel like this is a pretty simple one, but... Yet so many people don't find time to do the things that they love. When was the last time that you did something that you really, really enjoyed and made it part of your routine, not just every once in a while? When was the last time that you said, okay, you know what? I really love dancing. I'm going to join a dance group. Or you know what? I really love meditation. Let me implement my meditation every single day. You know what? I really love taking walks. I'm going to take a walk every day. Whatever it is that you enjoy that brings you happiness, that brings you fulfillment, that brings you joy, implement this into your everyday routine. You have to make time for this. It's like brushing your teeth. If you make time for the things that are part of your responsibilities, cleaning your house, taking care of your kids, going to work every day, just like you do these things because you know 
that you have to do it. You don't have a choice that has to be done. You have to make this part of those things that you don't have a choice that have to be done. It is non-negotiable because if you're continuing to empty your cup throughout the day with all of these things that you're doing, if you don't fill your cup in some way, you are going to burn out. You have to implement this into your everyday routine. Take it from me because I burned myself out working a full-time job, running a podcast, still doing tarot readings, still helping clients for free, you know, when they're messaging me and needing advice, dancing. I'm still working out because I'm I'm an athlete. It's what I do. I'm a single mom. So still doing that. Like I was doing all these things and I'm like, I can't slow down. I can't slow down. I don't know how to slow down because I'm afraid if I slow down, things are going to fall apart. I was not implementing enough self-care time. So I made a hard decision to go part-time and I felt like that was the best thing for me in order to get my time, my energy, and to implement self-care that is ultimately important for my health and my well-being in order to live a long life to be there for my daughter. I don't want to be a hamster on a wheel working a nine to five. Next thing I know, 30 years have gone by and now I'm old regretting all the shit that I could have done. I don't want to be that person. I want to live a life of fulfillment, joy, and happiness. And in order to do that, I recognize that I have to change. I have to make time for myself and I have to make time for self-care. It's non-negotiable for me at this point. I literally had an epiphany. And as I'm sitting here with COVID on my couch right now, I'm looking out into the window, which I'm going to go outside in a few minutes here to edit this podcast just so I can get some outside time because I'm thinking about this stuff and I'm like, holy shit, I was literally, I felt like a robot. I was just going with the motions. And as much as I love helping other people, I have to help myself. If I'm not helping myself, I can't be the best for you guys when you're listening to these podcasts. I can't be the best tarot reader. I can't be the best social worker. I can't be the best mom. And I'm not going to have the energy to invite love into my life because I'm still single. And of course, I would love to meet that special someone. I'm not going to be able to invite all that stuff if I'm not even taking care of myself. You have to take care of yourself for the people around you. So you have to implement these things. It's it's a necessity. And this goes perfect with the next self-care tip, which is boundaries. Learning how to say no. Recognizing if you're a people pleaser. You have to have boundaries with the people in your life. Everyone, including yourself. You have to learn how to say no. If you don't feel like going out or if someone's pressuring you to do something you don't want to do and you don't have the energy to do it, learn how to be comfortable with saying no because the people that truly care for you and the people that truly respect you and want to be in your life are going to understand. I have two really close friends. I talk about them both a lot on my podcast, Christy and Fee. I mean, I have many close friends, but those are my two closest. I don't see them. I barely see them. Christy never even comes out for my birthday. (laughs) It's not personal. I just know how she is. She's just an introverted person. She just doesn't really come out that much, you know, and that's okay. She's comfortable with telling me that and I'm not going to break our friendship because of that because I know how she is. You know, with Fee, we don't talk. Well, now we talk more lately, but we don't talk every day. I know she's got her life. I got my life. And if she tells me, hey, I'm not up to doing something or I'm not up for this, I would be like, okay, I get it. 
because I know it's not personal with her, right? So for me, I had to learn how to start saying no, even with clients, because I was answering every message, I was responding with everything. And then what I would notice is because I was putting so much energy into my clients, the people who I personally knew, I would see their text messages and I didn't even have the energy to respond and I would forget. I would notice that I wasn't putting energy into the people in my life because I was putting so much energy into my clients. So I had to have boundaries, even with social media, with my clients who would message me all the time, which any of you listening, I love you all, feel free to message me. But if I don't answer right away, you'll just know that it's probably because I have some stuff going on or maybe I can't answer in the moment. But that wasn't my client's fault. That was me. I needed to keep those boundaries with myself. I had to learn to say, okay, it's okay if I don't answer right now, I'll answer later. Because before I would get anxiety if I didn't answer my clients right away. I would get anxiety if I wasn't responding in a certain time frame. Hell, I got anxiety because I didn't drop this podcast episode at 5 a.m. this morning and it's now 2 p.m. and I'm about to drop it in the next hour or so. And that gave me anxiety, the fact that I couldn't get this podcast out in time to the point where I have COVID and I'm still doing this podcast because I feel it's so important. But those are things that I'm actively working on. And the point that I'm trying to make with that is that you know, allow yourself some forgiveness because I'm not perfect. None of you listening are perfect. Like, yes, I'm giving advice to you, but I'm still human. I still struggle with everything that you all struggle with, which is everything that I come up with on this podcast, everything that I talk about, it's because I struggle with those things or have at some point in my life. I'm not just this guru who knows everything and is so perfect and I know all and I'm going to give you guys advice because... I'm perfect and I've never dealt with these things and I have it all figured out. That's not true. I've literally gone through everything that I've talked about and it's because of those things that I want to pass it on to you all or maybe things that have helped me or shit, just things that I've struggled with that you guys can probably relate to so you know that you're not alone. And boundaries is something that I've had to really work on, especially not just romantic relationships. I think I've gotten really good at boundaries, which is probably why no one lasts more than like four weeks with me. <laughs> I don't expect perfection, but if you're just not doing the basic standards of what is needed in a relationship or dating, I'm just not going to put up with it. I think where I've struggled the most with boundaries is friendships because I've thought that somebody will be like me, right? They'll put in the same energy that I put in. They will come through in the way that I'll come through for others. And unfortunately, that's just not always the case with people. Well, at least try not to have expectations. I know it's really hard not to. And learning how to have boundaries with myself, that's really been the biggest hurdle is learning how to slow down, learning how to be okay if I don't finish something or to be okay if something doesn't get done or to be okay if something isn't perfect because I really struggle with perfectionism. And for those of you that haven't listened to my last podcast episode with Dr. Jen from uh, Stanford University, she's amazing. We did this awesome episode on perfectionism and anyone who's ever struggled with it, I urge you to listen to that episode. But I struggle with things needing to be a certain way because it became part of my identity. 
part of who I identify myself with, not as being this perfect person, but being viewed as this person who has everything together. When the truth of the matter is, I don't have it all together, but I feel obligated to try. I feel obligated to do it all. And I don't know why. I think it's out of fear that if I don't, that everything will fall apart. But the truth of the matter is, the world keeps spinning. The world is not going to fall apart if you don't do one thing. The world is not going to fall apart if you take a day off. The world is not going to fall apart if you take 30 minutes to take a walk or to meditate or to do something you love. If you have to reach out for friends or family or anyone in your life to support you, whether it's to watch your kids for 30 minutes or to just maybe do one extra thing that's going to be helpful for you, reach out to them. Don't be afraid to ask for help if you need to, because most of the time you'll find that the people who do care about you have no problem helping if it's something that you really need. Now, some of the benefits of self-care, we talked about this earlier, slowing down makes you more productive. So if you feel or think that slowing down, you're not going to be able to get more things done, the data shows the opposite. Slowing down and taking time for self-care will actually make you more productive in the areas that you need to be, such as work, relationships. It helps your immune system. It boosts your immune system because if you're constantly go, 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 you're doing damage to your adrenals, to your hormones. Your adrenal system is going to crash. You will have more foggy thinking. Your thyroid can be jacked up you'll find that you might be more fatigued, that your sex drive is low, all of these things. So self-care can really help boost your immune system. Self-care also improves your self-compassion, your self-love, allowing yourself to slow down, allowing yourself to say, you know what? I deserve to do things for me. I deserve to take that time for me. And so I urge all of you to really explore who you really are, what you really love to do, and you will find that you have more to give to others. So I urge all of you to just take a look at your routine and find ways to implement more self-care. I know that's something that I'm really working on. And even though I'm here with COVID right now, I'm grateful that I have this platform and this microphone right now to just talk to all of you. And I hope that this episode helps at least just one of you. And if you feel that there's anyone else that can benefit from listening to this episode, it really means a lot to share these things because this platform for me really just started as a way of, I want to just talk. And if one person listens, then great, I'm grateful. But it really, really helps the podcast grow when you guys share it, when you guys leave me the reviews. I truly read everything. I read all of the messages I get on Instagram. When you guys tag me on Instagram, I look at all of them. I reshare. I read all the reviews. I've talked to people around the world that I've never talked to before, and I love talking to all of you. So um, I just really want to express my gratitude for all the support that I've gotten from this podcast and even my clients that I've gotten from my readings that I do. I truly, truly am grateful to each and every one of you. And until next time, see you on the next episode of Diary of the